I'll thank once again for joining us here on Cranford Radio. And today we're with the College Women's Club of Cranford. We're with four of the members, including the president, Janet Collins, and Vicki Goralski, the vice president, as well as Sandra Held and Elaine Romano. Thank you so much for joining me on Cranford Radio. Thank you. Thank you. I always like to start these interviews by asking about the organization, because people who are listening to this may not be familiar with the College Women's Club. So, Janet, why don't you tell me a little bit about the club and and what it's all about? Well, the club is a very old organization. It started in 1932, and uh, it was a group of women who wanted to promote college, because at that time, most women were not going to college. And um, so that's the the name, College Women's Club. And the the focus is to provide scholarships to high school students, Cranford high school students, or or should I say Cranford residents, because they could be going to other high schools. And then it's also a social club. We get to know different women in town. We get involved in the community. Uh, We have a lot of social events, and we'll talk about that today. So it's it's a wonderful way to meet women and get involved in the community. Elaine, why don't you tell me a little bit about why you decided to join the organization in the first place? Let's get one perspective on that. I really was seeking, you know, friendships in the town, and it really is uh, such a wonderful way to build friendships. I always tell prospective members, once you join, you're never going to feel lonely, because a lot of times, you know, on a weeknight or a Friday night, uh, if you're alone for dinner and you'd like to get together with, with some friends, we just put out an email. Is anybody available to go downtown tonight for dinner? So, you know, a lot of the things we do are spontaneous. But through the work that we've done, we've gotten so close. And I often refer to the club as a grown-up sorority because we've just developed, you know, very, very wonderful relationships. I think we're from all political spectrums. We never discuss politics, thank goodness. (laughs) We wouldn't remain close, probably. But just from all the work that we've done together, we've really gotten to respect each other's talents. And it, it has been such a wonderful experience. I'm a retired teacher. And when you're working professionally, you feel that you have some kind of status. And after I retired, I was so happy that I had the College Women's Club because it gives you an outlet for creativity and for doing something worthwhile for the community. Vicki, you're serving as the vice president currently. We talked a little bit with Janet, or Janet, I should say, told us a little bit about some of the activities that the club is involved with. But obviously, raising scholarship funds is a big part of what the club is about. How do you go about raising uh, the various scholarship funds? When I first became a member of the club, we used to sell calendars that were put together by the club and sold throughout the community, and that was our primary fundraiser. We also, in the past year or so, created a coloring book of local buildings and homes, and um, one of our members is a photographer, and she took a number of pictures throughout town. They were converted to a coloring book format, and that has become very, very popular. This year, we're going to have our second scholar tea. It's an afternoon tea where sandwiches and different desserts are served, and tea, of course. And it's a very social event, but it is a fundraiser for our organization to provide scholarship money. Could you tell me a little bit more, Janet, about the scholarship tea, where it's going to be held, when it's going to be held, and how folks can get tickets, please? It is going to be March 24th. That's a Sunday between 1 and 3 p.m., We will sell out because tickets are selling very fast, 
And I think it's because last year everyone had such a fun time. So it's a nice time in March to get out when things are getting dreary. We'll have a um, gift basket and we'll have a raffle. We'll have some classical music in the background. We thought about having a speaker, but we thought that would be torture for a large group of women to not talk and to have to be listening to a speaker. It's a really fun event. It's very popular. That's why this is our second annual, and uh, there'll be a third and a fourth and so on. You can also go to our website, but we also have an email, cranfordcollegeclub at gmail.com, and that you can get any uh, information because we answer every email and send you order forms and whatnot. I would say order very, very soon if you want to go to the the, uh, the tea. <laughs> And, of course, we're going to have a link on the show notes with this episode, so people will be able to just click on that and find out where they can buy tickets as well, as well as additional information on the club. Sandy, you know, I think back to when I was in college and when we were all in college. It was a different world from what it is now for students who are going to college. How has the College Women's Club changed over the years and for students who are now going into college how has all that changed from when we were students in colleges well tuition is through the roof and and if it's not just tuition it's board it's uh, books and any kind of extra activities the parents are always uh, writing new checks so we give a scholarship and depending on what we've done during that year the amounts vary but the scholarships that we give them, they seem to be extremely thankful. We receive thank you letters after some of them come back and join. We've had a few members in the past who were awarded a scholarship, and now they're members, and they've been members for many, many times. I think it's just that we acknowledge them, that we recognize them, and they're just very, very appreciative. I'll add on to that. A lot of people think, oh, Cranford, it's, why would students need scholarships? Well, in fact, they do, because they they often fall between the not poor but not super wealthy, so they don't often get a lot of grants. And those scholarships we provide might buy their, their books and their extra money for that first year of college. The amounts that we've given in scholarships have been some of the largest in town traditionally, so it, we like to keep that up. One of the things I noticed as far as the scholarships in addition to the regular scholarships, there's also the Tribute Scholarship Fund. Who wants to tell me a little bit about that and what that's all about, please? The Tribute Scholarship is very unique because the students do not apply for it. They have to be chosen or nominated by a faculty member. It's usually a guidance counselor or a teacher that has a very close relationship with a student. And it's uh, also unique because it's really not based on grades. We're looking for the unsung hero, the student who really goes out of his or her way to do something kind or, you know, something special for others, who's very involved in, in the community doing philanthropic work. We do send notices to various uh, high schools in the area, not just Cranford High School, as Janet mentioned. And, you know, we collect all the nominations. And then our tribute committee, which is composed of previous presidents, we have the difficult task of making the choice. And when I tell you that it is very difficult because we're just so impressed each year by, you know, how wonderful these students are and how they're held in such high esteem in their schools. So it is a, a difficult task. Sometimes we give two scholarships when we can't choose. But I think the students that do 
receive these awards, I think they do realize how special it is and what an honor it is for them, you know, to be nominated by someone in their school and what an honor it is for us to meet them. You know, we're talking about the scholarship funds, and I just wanted to say that a great percentage of our scholarship money is derived from the generosity of our Cranford businesses. As advertising chair, my job is to go downtown and knock on doors and ask our uh, merchants and professional people in the community if uh, they would take ads either for the coloring book we did ads and, and the pictures that were sold by the page. And now for the tea, I am in the process of, you know, soliciting ads. And if you wouldn't mind, could I read the list? Um, because I want them, you know, to realize, and I hope some of the people, some of the businesses that I'm going to mention are listening because we are so appreciative for their generosity, and a lot of these businesses have supported us through the years. Well, first of all, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Parati's. In particular, Nick Parati, we had a an article put in the paper because not only has he been selling our coloring books in his store, he actually hawks the coloring books. He actively displays them and explains to the customers that it's going for a worthwhile cause. He has sold way over $1,000 for us. And, you know, we've been so, so grateful to him. But in addition to Parati, some of the other businesses who have supported us, uh, Reichenmeyer, Simply's, Periwinkle, Anthem, uh, Dream Kitchen, South Avenue Service, JF Photography, Golden Touch Jewelers, Marino's Restaurant, Dovetails, Cranford Eye, Eye Care, Tom Dooley, The Attorney, uh, Woodmont Station Apartments, Dr. Mike Beams, The Framing Center, Sabology, uh, The Fowler Company, run by Jeff Fowler, A&W Chiropractic, Martin's Jewelers, Garrison Financial, The Artist Framer, Downtown Management, Lifeline Technologies, Amber Feather, uh, Dennis Dankowski with State Farm Insurance. These are the ones that I have so far for this year's program, and I just want to give them, you know, very, very special thank you. Uh, we've had Old City Grill also. Uh, Rafi would never say no anytime I asked him. On behalf of the club, so indebted to, to these people, and it gives you such a wonderful feeling as a Cranford resident to know that your business community also is very concerned with the youth of our town. It's another wonderful reason for living in Cranford. Vicki, one of the things that also goes on are the monthly meetings. Tell me a little bit about what those monthly meetings are about and what someone attending one of those might find. Initially, when we get to the uh, location, we have a social tea. Um, there's coffee, there are desserts. And we can socialize before the meeting begins. Then we conduct our business meeting, which usually doesn't run too long, but we go over old business, new business to keep everyone who's attending informed about what's going on. And then every meeting that's scheduled, we have a speaker. We do have a committee that contacts people of interest that can be business people, it can be social, it can be a dramatic organization to present a program to the club. The topics vary widely, and anyone is 
encouraged to suggest someone to speak at the meetings. We also get people from the outside who attend the meetings when our information is published in the newspaper because they too may see something that would be of interest to them. Sandy, one of the other things that the club is involved with are various trips to different sites in the area. Tell me a bit about that part of the club. Yes, Bernie. In addition to raising funds for the club, we try and plan activities that are social and that we don't have to work for them. We can just go and relax and enjoy it. And over the years, we've gone to some wonderful trips. We've been to Grounds for Sculpture. Oh, we've been to the Newark Museum. Uh, I organized a murder mystery dinner one night, and everyone had a lot of fun with that one. Coming up soon, we're going to be going to Rice's Market in New Hope, Pennsylvania. We've done afternoon tea at Liberty Hall Museum. And as Elaine said, sometimes we just uh, sporadically say, let's get together for a dinner or a movie night on Tuesdays. So if people are looking to become uh, socially active, as well as making maybe new friends and connect with women. This is a great place to do it because we work for the community and then we have a little time for ourselves as well. And Janet, I guess the best way to wrap up is for people who are listening to this who have an interest in possibly joining the club, how would they go about that? I guess there are two membership requirements that are in the title, College Women's Club of Cranford. You have to be a woman and that you have to have gone to college, I believe, are the two uh, requirements. <laughs> Those are the requirements, and um, I would encourage anyone that's interested in um, sending an email to the club, cranfordcollegeclub at gmail.com. But um, we have had many inquiries, especially uh, recently. We had a good program last month. We had some uh, program about Picasso. Uh, we had a full crowd there. Many non-members were attending. The next month in March, we have a program about nutrition and trends in nutrition. It's open to the public, and it doesn't just have to be women. We have men attending, too, so men are allowed during those meetings. Well, we've been talking with the College Women's Club of Cranford. We've been speaking with Janet Collins, the president, Vicki Goralski, the vice president, Elaine Romano, and Sandy Held. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.